Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. You're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast for hairstylists. Here, we dive deep into topics that go far beyond the chair. I'm your host, Misty Jane, and I'm a money coach for stylists who want more out of their lives. I help you enhance your mindset around money, get out of debt, and create a life of peace. I'm on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Want to join me? You're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to Backroom Beauty Talks. Before we begin this kick-ass conversation with my friends all about manifestation, I wanted to tell you that I have created something just for you. How would you feel if you could put more money back in your pocket without actually having to work more behind the chair. I've created a PDF just for you to give you five ways to find money. That is right, to find money, quote unquote. These are five ways that are not only gonna help you put more money and keep more money back in your pocket, they're also gonna bring some more awareness about where money might be leaking out of your spending without you even realizing it. If this is something that you want, because trust me, you do and you need it, go ahead and go to the show notes and get it there. You will get instant access. Um, and surprise, surprise, there's a little uh, bonus gift for you three days after. Um, so be sure to get that. You can also find it on my Instagram um, at underscore Misty Jane underscore, and you can find it in the link in the bio. So grab that and put more money in your pocket. And I want to know how much you actually find, okay? Please, please, please share it with me. You can DM me. Um, you can send me an email at Missy Jane, um, Missy Jane at Missy Jane. Everything's Missy Jane, okay? If you need me, MissyJane.com, Missy Jane, email, all the things is Missy Jane. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, I want to know how much money you find. So send me a DM. Let me know. Tell me all the things. So today we are talking with my friends, Shelby Betancourt, Ash Armado, and Jess Taylor. This is another one of those group conversations that we record for the Wealthy Healthy Hairstylist podcast. And we're talking all about manifestation. Now, if you've been around here long enough, you know that I'm like, what I like to call logistical woo-woo. I'm not like super woo-woo. So I love this conversation because it's coming from 
four very different perspectives around manifestation. So you will get a lot out of this. So much, so much value in these conversations always because there's so much relatability for sure. Um, So please enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Happy Healthy Hairstylist podcast. So I am here with my friends, Misty Jane, Jess Taylor, and Ash Armado. We are back. We have um, a topic for this week, and I want you to think of this type of podcast as a full-length episode where all of us, we pick a topic and we act like it's a talk show. So you will hear all of our different opinions on this very topic. And I think it's really interesting to listen to. If you like what you hear, um, you learn something, you feel inspired by any of us, for one, follow us on Instagram. I will link the Instagrams below. And for two, share this podcast. This is a referral-based podcast. So we appreciate all the shares and love. So Ladies, I'm so happy about today. Today's topic is manifestation. So I feel like it's really important um, because we are still in the beginning of the year and I'm sure you're like rolling your eyes hearing it because it's February and you've been hearing it for the past three months that it's 2022. But um, what year is it? (laughs) It's 2022. 2022. Did I say 2021? No, I was just kidding. And where am I? (laughs) so so i want to talk about manifestation because this is a you know any time during the year is a really good time to manifest but i feel like all of the things i was manifesting last year and i was putting out into the universe i was meditating on are starting to happen now and i'm like holy shit um it's really freaking cool and some of the things i'm just like I don't feel prepared for, even though I am. Um, So let's talk about manifestation first and foremost. Um, Ash, do you want to share a story with us? Um, Which story? So first of all, I feel like I've manifested a lot of things. And I feel like I've manifested good things and bad things because I don't think I ever, for a long time, I didn't really fully, I understood um, manifesting, but I, I think that like sometimes we forget that we're doing it all the time like literally all the time. And I am like a little bit of like an obsessive person. So I sometimes will reel on the same thought for a really long time or the same idea for a really long time. And I'm not realizing that I'm manifesting things like as I'm doing that. And those thoughts aren't always great, right? Like some of those thoughts are like, I really am not happy in this relationship or I don't like this or I don't like this person or I don't want to work with this person anymore. I don't like this job or I'm not getting along with this family member or whatever. You know what I mean? So I sometimes can reel on a specific thought repetitively and sometimes I need to remember to be more conscious of those thoughts um, so that I can make sure that I'm manifesting the right things. I think Knowing what you want to manifest is obviously the beginning part of manifesting in general is like you have to know how to choose your thoughts before you start thinking the thoughts. So what are you going to choose to think about? What do you want? Right. So I recently listened to this thing about um, vision boarding and I used to I've I've vision boarded a couple of times. I haven't done it in a really long time and um, I'm looking forward to do it again because this thing that I listened to and um, I used to just go through like magazines, like random magazines and like just grab stuff, cut it out, pick it out, slap it on the thing, right? 
And what I realized about that now is like, you know, we know that like when you manifest, you have to feel the feeling, right? And if I'm just picking out expensive stuff, just random things or a random house in a magazine or a random way that a person looks, like I don't really feel connected to that. I'm just picking that thing because that picture is available to me, like in front of my face, right? So this thing I thought that was really cool that um, the way that this one woman was talking about vision boarding is like, it all starts with that it doesn't have to be a big deal and you can break it down into seasons or yearly. It doesn't have to be like your big, big picture stuff for your entire life. You can vision board, you know, for three months, six months or a year. Um, it has to be a physical board because there's some sort of science between like, you know, your hands and the right side of your brain and the left side of your brain. Right. So like, don't like pin it or don't just like make it a background on your phone. Um, make it a ceremony, play the music, like the candles, the whole thing. And you want to obviously visualize the whole way through. But before you start, there is a thing called the grab method and the grab method is basically first you write a gratitude list. So if you have an old vision board, right? If anything has manifested itself from that vision board, you write a gratitude list and you thank the universe for the things that you've already manifested. And you can attach that list to the back of your new vision board. So that gratitude is attached to your new manifestations. Oh, I love that. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. Um, and then, so then there was the... Um, release and release and receive so you're going to then look at it to release like if you're looking at your old vision board and you're looking at stuff that likes on there and you're like why the fuck did i put that on there i don't give a shit about that just let it go just be like actually i didn't really want that so release that right (laughs) receive what you have and what you've gotten whatever and now she wanted you to um ask and receive, which that's the part we already know. And she said, break down your meditations while you're asking and receiving and meditating into different categories of your life. Right. So keep, and like, this is a very, like when you meditate, we all know you're supposed to stay like really calm, quiet, still the whole thing. This is meant in a weird way to kind of be like a broken meditation. Now, you know, those thoughts that you have when you meditate and they like kind of go by, whether it's like a thought or an idea or like a couple of words, right. So now you're focused, your meditation is focused on work or your meditation is focused on finance or it's focused on love. That thought comes up, break your meditation, write it down, right? Break your meditation, write it down. Keep a bunch of post-its around. So that now when you are looking for, now you have these like random little statements of these things you want to manifest, right? Now you look for your pictures. Now you look for pictures that correlate with those statements that come up when you're still and when you're meditating on a specific subject. And then now you pair those statements with those little images. You pair the statements um, that you wrote down with the images that you find that correlate them and you add those to your vision board. And then that was like the new way of um, vision boarding that I felt like would really help me. I think that's really cool. Um, during Christmas, I actually had my, like the people who came to my Christmas cause they weren't directly my family. Yeah. Um, but I told everyone, I was like, I want, we're going to do vision boards and I want you to think of three feelings minimum that you want to bring into the new year. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to tie a photo to that feeling. And that way, cause like you, I can relate with just like tearing off magazines, putting houses, putting like, you know, clothes, closets, all that kind of stuff. But what does that mean? Like, what am I trying to bring in? Yeah. I want a nice closet, but what does that mean when I have that nice closet? Um, so I love that. That was 
really good, Ash. You like fucking kicked it off with fire. <laughs> Listen, this is why they invited me. It's all downhill. Yeah. <laughs> I always like, so I, y'all are better people than me because <laughs> I don't really know shit. But <laughs> a couple years ago, I did a vision board um, and I really liked what they taught where one, you, you only pick like four pictures, right? And like you only pick a couple and then you, you make it present. Like it's already yours. And then at the top you put this or something better. And I really like that because I think a lot of times, like we have this idea, like, you know, like I always wanted a, we like what at the time I wanted like a bigger house. Right. Like, but I did not believe I could have the house in this particular neighborhood. Well, I ended up getting that house in the this particular neighborhood. I don't know if I manifested it. It's something I've wanted since I was little. I don't know if I like, I have a hard time with manifestation because of that. Like I do make things that I want to happen, happen, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Like I hear people talk about like, how to manifest. And I'm like, I don't know if I did that. Like I still, I've lived in this house for three years and I still don't believe we live here. Like I still feel like somebody's going to come and be like, just kidding, go back yeah. to the townhouse. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, so, so it's an interesting, um, manifestation interesting for me, but I did listen to a podcast today that, um, I wrote down some notes too. Look, I'm so good. <laughs> um, and it essentially was talking about like, you know, people will always say, well, I'm manifesting this, but they don't actually know how. And this was just like the three ways to actually do it. And one is you have to decide that you're worth it. And that one is really interesting to me because even with like getting into the coaching space, it took me the first six months to like even say I was a coach, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, yeah, I want to be a coach, but like, if I don't feel like a coach, I'm never going to be a coach. If I don't feel like I'm good with money, I'm never going to be good with money. If I don't feel like somebody that goes to the gym every day, I'm never going to be, you know, like, mm -hmm. so I think, you know, if you don't feel like you're worth it, then you're going to self-sabotage. You're going to procrastinate. You're going to stay stuck. You're going to stay in the same place that you always are because you don't think you're worth the thing that you internally want, which I really liked that because it's very true. Um, also, kind of like Ash said, what does it actually look like? Mm -hmm. so like if I say, well, I want to be good with money. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. Like that, that just, that doesn't mean anything. Okay. Well, I want to trust myself with money. I want to trust my decisions when it comes to spending money, you know, mm -hmm. and you could even get a little further. Like i don't want to spend unintentionally, whatever. Um, and then the third one is what are you actually going to do about it? Because mm -hmm. nothing changes if nothing changes and you can sit in a room and fucking paste pictures on boards all day long. But if you're going to walk out of that room and not do a damn thing, like nothing is going to happen. Yes. 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 Yeah. Well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like <clears throat> In my experience with like manifesting and, and I feel like for me, it, visualization is a huge uh, thing for me. If I can visualize it, I know I can make it happen, you know? So like, if I can get like a clear, you know, I've never really done anything as, as crazy as, you know, all the stuff that you guys are talking about. I've definitely made vision boards and they all come true and it's crazy how fast they do. But like, being able to, to just sit and visualize like what it's going to look like, what it's going to feel like, like actually walking through it and like, you know, almost even being able to touch it in my mind's eye. That makes a huge difference for me as far as like, because 
I feel like it's all mental, right? Like it's all basically creating a space in your mind for it to expand for that to even be possible. Right. So if you can visualize it and you can walk down that path or see that thing or feel that feeling like your brain is actually able to think, well, this is possible where it maybe once didn't think it was possible. Like, you know, it's like the old thing. Like if you're driving a car and you turn your head sideways, you know, the car is going to go sideways. So it's that same kind of, of, of science you know with visualization and manifesting like you I think that's why they say you know to be super specific and like all the way down to the minute details because if you can visualize it it literally can come true okay I have a I have a story it's it could be a little it's very personal and it can be a little dark so I'm gonna try not to tell it so much humor because I know some people can't stand that and that kind of sucks so like I I was this is something that I didn't realize I manifested until it was already over because the, the topic is, have you ever manifest, manifested something you weren't ready for and what happened? So this, as, you know, some people might do that in business or whatever, but this is a specific story I could think about when it was a relationship, a dating thing. And um, I was dating this girl for a couple of months and um, I was like out of a relationship and she kind of, and it's my fault too, but she kind of steamrolled me into another very serious relationship that I wasn't ready for. Um, and she had, um, she had MS and she also definitely had like some mental health stuff too. And she would kind of, um, leverage her illness to manipulate our relationship. And I became so, it was like literally probably the, it was, it felt like the longest, worst eight months of my life. It was like very super toxic. Like she like kind of really isolated me from like my family. She isolated me from my friends. Um, she, I, she didn't have any reason not to trust me, but didn't trust me. I like, it was, you know, all of a sudden I'm like supporting emotionally and financially this person that realistically at the time I barely knew, you know what I mean? And, um, so I like, after a while, when I was like so unhappy with it, the one resounding thought I kept having in my head and it was like, I need, I need to get out of this, but I'm going to look like such a piece of shit. How do I get out of this? without me looking like the bad guy because she was the one that was sick and that was always what was kind of working against me you know what i mean and like there are plenty of people living out there with with ms and with different stuff going on that didn't manipulate um that didn't manipulate me the way that she did but it was i was super super focused on being able to get out of that relationship without feeling like i had to just take this person that i saw as being a sick person and being like, I'm done with you, you have to go, right? So the one resounding thought I had in my head was, I have to get out of this, and how do I do it without looking like an asshole? I have to get out of this, and how do I get, you know? And that was it, like over and over and over, I'd be like blow drying hair, and it'd be like the one thought I could think. And then all of a sudden, um, I also had a friend who I, you know, she was a very close friend of mine, who, you know, in reality, like I, I never trusted fully like a hundred percent. And, um, the girl I was dating started sleeping with her Mm -hmm. and, um, I ended up finding out about it 
And I was not ready for that manifestation to come true, right? Because I was so, even though I was so ready to be out of this relationship, I was so ready. And the universe gave me exactly what I asked for. I got out of the relationship and I didn't look like the fucking bad guy. I got out of the relationship and I didn't look like the bad guy. But what I wasn't ready for is I wasn't ready to lose one of my best friends, right? Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready to look like somebody that got cheated on, right? And so it took months for me to go back and like to heal and to heal from losing that friendship more than the actual relationship. But it took time for me to look back at that whole situation and be like, damn, that's some powerful shit. Like I literally, I asked the universe for something and it gave it to me in a way that I didn't expect, but it gave me exactly what I asked for. And it took away somebody else in my stratosphere that I didn't need. And it gave me everything else, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. you know, that, was my- that totally relates. I think that that's, you know, you can manifest bad things. And Ash, mm-hmm. I'm really happy that you brought that up because a lot of times when we think of like manifestation, we think of just like the good things and bringing the good things in. But what happens when mm-hmm. we're repeating the bad things or when we're repeating something and it ends up turning sideways for us? Yeah. I think what um, the main thing that Jess was saying um, was the way that our brain works, our subconscious brain, is that the more you familiarize it with something, the more it will want to give you that. So with Ash saying that she was constantly like, I need this, I want this, this, is, this needs to happen, then it, it's like you're familiarizing that thought into the universe, your brain's comfortable with it, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, it can also happen when it comes down to like, you know, good things. One of the things that happened um, this past week, I have two stylists in my salon who are leaving and both of them are opening their own space. Now I own a rental chair salon. So it's one of those things that I've been wanting that like the, the space is meant. So you come in, you run your own business, you kind of get like your foot in the door taste of what it's like to run your own business within another business. So I am so happy for them. Don't get me wrong, you know, but both of them, what they said was, I never saw this coming. And I'm like, yes, you did. Of course you saw this coming. You started working here to run your own business, to start this. It may have happened in a way that you didn't expect it to happen, but you've been manifesting this this whole time by building your clientele, by getting your clients used to you running your own business, by managing your own money, managing your own you know, schedule, all of that kind of stuff. So it can, like the good things can come to you and you may not feel like you're prepared for it. But like just said, if you can imagine it, it's for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really freaking cool because I'm starting to see some of those things like Last year, um, when I was doing my visualizations and um, I was meditating, I would always imagine myself with like working with my sister. And I would imagine like her, like writing her check for like the amount of money I wanted to pay her and paying for her gym membership. And just this week, the, my gym was running a special and I asked my sister if she wanted to join it, like join the membership. And she was like, I don't know. I don't want another expense. And for me personally, my rent's going up. I'm paying her now. I'm like juggling about two of my stylists are leaving. I'm just like, wow, this is like a lot of things. The only reason why I don't want to pay for a membership is because of the money. But what does it give me? Like, I feel like I'm not prepared for it. 
But I had this ongoing conversation with myself. Well, you've been manifesting this. You've been manifesting that you're going to pay for her gym membership, that you're going to have her work for you, that you guys are going to be doing this together, growing the happy, healthy hairstylist together. How are you going to go back on it when it's presenting itself with this promotion, with how easy it is, with being in the routine with her already? So you may not feel prepared for it. You may feel like it's coming in a different way than you expected, but notice what's happening to you because it can be the manifestation that you've been asking for or that you had, well, that you have been asking for, but it can come in a different way. Mm -hmm. I mean, does it ever really come like you think it's going to come? No. You know, because I think about, you know, three years ago in 2019, I remember being like in five years, I'm going to not work behind the chair and I'm going to help stylists. And then Mm -hmm. 2020 happened. And it's like, you know what? Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, but it, but it was, it was one of the hardest years of my life, but it, it ended up being really the most transformative because one, it taught me a lot of things. It taught me, oh my God, we can live on one income. Oh my God, I can cut down behind the chair. I can start trying to be a coach. And it's like, so I think sometimes like we always think, well, manifestation, well, let's dream it. And then it's just going to be this beautiful thing that appears out of the sky and it's going to be wonderful. But we don't think about how maybe it's not, maybe it's a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's just like one decision here, one decision there, and then it appears. And mm-hmm. we're so scared. I think sometimes we're scared of it appearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we see I think that different decision. One thing that I feel like that you're kind of saying, Misty, too, because you're like very practical to like me, or you're saying earlier, like I kind of have a hard time with manifesting because I wanted this house, but then I like did the work and like came out and like did it or like the fact that you figured out that you guys could live on one income and whatever <clears throat> it, it like the one thing that I realized is that I have to start looking for evidence for mm-hmm. the for the possibility so yeah. did somebody else do it where's the evidence that I could find because in my practical mind I need to find a way to make it make a little bit of sense so that I could believe it I have to know it here so I can believe it down here mm-hmm. a little bit you know what I yeah. mean and I'm the same way yeah so the more you keep saying like so now like when it comes to manifesting like like I'm trying to look for the evidence of my past manifestations coming true right to now use as leverage for my future <laughs> manifestations to say to myself well you did manifest this and remember mm-hmm. when you said that and you did kind of manifest that and this this and that and all these different things mm-hmm. so now I'm kind of like oh wow so like what else like what's next yeah well, to like I feel like exactly you have to like look at the proof like I I feel like there's been so many times where I feel like I've had deja vu because like I remember and I've said this before on this podcast like I remember when I was thinking about opening the salon and what kind of tiles I was going to put on the wall and that I'd be te- envisioning myself teaching this class with these like subway tiles on the wall and literally it happened and all it, when it happened, it was like, I got goosebumps all over my body, you know, because it was like a physical manifestation of what I'd been dreaming of doing. But like, like Shelby was saying, you know, I dreamed of owning my own salon and having my own space to do my, my things that I wanted to do. I had no idea, nor was I prepared to run a staff, train stylist to be responsible for other people's lives to employ and pay other people like all of these things showed up with it 
that I had manifested, quote unquote, and I wasn't ready for them. And it, it honestly almost broke me, like just opening up the salon and, and beginning to start to deal with like the real things that came with this idea of the salon that I really, really wanted. Mm. So I totally, totally understand. And <clears throat> it was really wild, like going through the processes and it makes you sit down and really think about and revisit your why and what it is that's important to you and why you're starting to want these things. Because if the outcome doesn't fit like the feelings that you wanted to have in the beginning or the freedom or the money or the whatever it is that drove you there, it, it's not in alignment with you and it, and it doesn't work, you know? So like, I feel like anyone that has manifested something, you know, revisit your why um, and figure out if it's in alignment. And like, if you're waking up every day and you're like not looking forward to going and doing this thing or being at this thing that you manifested, clearly it's not like in alignment with your goals, you know? Yeah. And you might need to rethink Reevaluate. restructure reevaluate yeah so i'm reading atomic habits thank you shelby it's a great book and i'm like only so on chapter two or something um and i really like the way that he talks about like who do you want to be and like ask yourself like like what would the person that i want to be do like and again down to like the small daily decisions you know we all get hung up on like the big thing but it's those tiny little things every day that like get you to the big thing. So like, I'm trying to get my nutrition together because I've been eating like shit lately. <laughs> and, um, every day now, instead of going, oh my God, like I've got like one more month, I'm going to do this. I'm not thinking like that. I'm like, what am I going to do today? Today, I'm going to make this choice. What would somebody who eats healthy all the time do? Honestly, I'm not even kidding. I literally in my mind go, what would Shelby do? I'm going to have to like tattoo that on the tips of my finger. So every time I grab a piece of fucking food and it goes towards my face, yeah, put it back down. Exactly. Well, people tell me all the time that they're in the store and they can, they can hear me or hear one of my posts in their brains. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, but it's, it's so, yeah. So I will, I will just think, you know, what, what would a healthy person do? And then it's, I don't think of it as this long-term choice. I think of it as just this one choice that's in front of me right now, you know? And then it's so helpful because it doesn't feel like, oh my God, I have so much longer to go because I don't want it to be like a short-term thing. I want it to be like a life change, which I've done before. I've gotten back into old habits and now I just realize, okay, those old, old habits do, they snowball. Mm -hmm. So do you want your habits to be positive and, and put you in the right direction or do you want your habits to snowball backwards and you're stuck in this, you know, the ditch. Um, and I think that again, it comes down to like the action when, you know, having what you want and just and a choice, it's just a choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they stack, they don't like, you know, it's not this and this it's this plus this, like it's, you know, they, they stack, they combine together. Um, one of the things that you'll notice at, towards the end of the book, sorry, spoiler alert, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he talks about how as human beings, like we have only had like technology and easy access, like instant access to things in over the past like 100 years, like not even. Um, but as human beings, 100 years ago, we were in like a fight or flight 
all the time where it was like you instantly got gratification by killing an animal and eating. It was like, if I do this, I get that reward. Now we have so many things that build upon our instant gratification of bad habits or like habits that don't really serve us. Like for instance, watching Netflix, you don't have to pick up the like remote, change the like thing or wait a week for another episode. You can, it just automatically plays for you. So you can binge watch so easily. Same thing with Amazon. Like you don't even have to like add to cart. All you have to do is just slide your finger. Like, it's just like, buy now and it's coming in two days so yeah this is the kind of shit that makes me feel like i have zero free will yeah no brain yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. so he was talking about um creating instant rewards for the things that are long-term goals Mm -hmm. so if your long-term goal is to be healthy so you identify as a healthy person and then what say that again creating (laughs) Instant rewards. Creating instant rewards for long-term goals. That's so good. It's so good. It's in the Happy Healthy Hairstyles program, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Plug. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it's like with Misty, with you, you're 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 on your way of your health goals. You are identifying as an athlete, as someone who is healthy. It's like you can have your instant goal, I mean your instant reward be a checklist. Like don't break the chain. Like, okay today was a win, like win the day. Um, You can have it where like you do something that's satisfying to you, that aligns with your goals. The thing is when it comes down to that instant reward, you want it to be in alignment with your goal. So maybe a massage, maybe just a checklist, maybe like, you know, um, I don't know. I can't think of any other example right now. Maybe like something that is like sweet, but it's still healthy and it makes you feel good. Um, Listening to your favorite music, whatever, like, um, I really think that habit building is the main success to any type of goal that you want is I love that at the beginning of the book, the main thing is he was like, it's not that you can't stick with a habit. It's that you aren't, you don't identify as the person who has that habit. Mm, Most yeah. people are outcome-based habit builders where they're like, I want to lose 10 pounds, but they will never identify as the person who lose, who can lose weight. So rather than being an outcome-based habit builder, you become an identity-based habit builder, which in turn gives you the outcome. And well, it kind of goes back to the, you know, you have to decide if you're worth it thing. And I know for me, so I like back when I was like competing in fitness in various ways, I was eating healthy all the time and people around me that were not eating healthy would comment on it. And I would, I hated it. And I never was like, well, I'm trying to feel better. I'm blah, 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 blah. I always like made them feel more comfortable. Like, well, you know, I really, God, I really just wish I could eat Chick-fil-A. You know what I mean? Like I, I never still never felt like I was the healthy person. You know what I mean? Like I always like felt like I had to justify it because I didn't want them to feel uncomfortable that they were uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense, which I think is makes, you know, whatever your goals are or your (laughs) habit changes or whatever, it can make it a lot so much more difficult. Like it's such an internal thing. Yeah. I got to tell y'all something. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) so this last trip that we were on together, um, the retreat. So I'm like a fairly modest person. Um, Um, I like have all, like, I don't like, like if my nipples are showing through a shirt, like at all. And (laughs) I've always worn pasties, you know, so that it doesn't have whatever. Um, and this last trip was the first time I felt comfortable 
like not doing that and like not caring if they're, cause everyone, I mean, I'm on a retreat with a bunch of women who also have nipples. Surprise. So <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I start, I'm like getting a lot more comfortable doing that. Now, great. I'm not in like a white t-shirt walking through the grocery store or anything, yeah. but you know what I mean? <laughs> so I go, I went recently, um, I went on a girl's trip with some of my very good friends and I was, um, in my sweatpants and just like a bra top. Like, you know, with, uh, and I wasn't wearing padding or anything. Joe Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that, that's another, I'll tell you about that later. (laughs) I was wearing that. One of the girls was like, you mean the bra? And I was like, it's a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was actually part of the story. Um, But three people commented on me wearing what I was wearing and not in a good way, like in a way that made me feel bad for wearing it. And I was talking to one of my friends on the way back and, you know, I realized, and I knew this, but it still sucks. Um, That's their thing that they're projecting on me, but it sucks sometimes when you feel like you're in a groove, right? Like you feel like, no, I'm like becoming that person. Like I'm like, I feel better. And then like some outside thing, like kind of tries to take you you down a couple pegs. It takes you back down. It takes you back to where you've tried so hard to get. Mm. you know and it's like I don't know I guess you just keep doing it like how do you you combat that I think you do just it like I I have always been trying to manifest having more interesting and exciting friends Mm. right and I like that was something that I was always like really focused on was like I want like like friends that like I want like you know more meaningful conversations. Yips, yeah, people that are smart, smart. and are people, here the fuck we are. Literally. And like and like so um so like I uh, always wanted that and then I got it. And then when I was around you guys, I was immediately super self-conscious feeling like, oh, I don't have anything to offer these people. Like, what if they don't like anything I have to say? Like, you know, so then I, I took myself down a couple of pegs because I wasn't embodying the type of, I wasn't embodying the type of person that has these types of friends. I was being stuck in my old self when my new self does have these types of friends because I do have something to offer and you do the work because yeah and like very successful and yeah so like I I think it's just like you have to recognize wait a second this is what I asked for because this is who I am and like this is what I'm going to do to make myself feel more comfortable and then the next time somebody says something about your nipples be like listen sis I don't know why you feel so uncomfortable but me and my girlfriends out in Tulum everybody's got their nipples hard and out (laughs) (laughs) and we all love it yeah and everybody's chill okay Like, well, she a sister wife. (laughs) It comes down to the, the not being ready for your manifestation. Like, like it can be an internal thing sometimes too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those inner narratives can play a big role in trying to, to just fuck your own self up, you know? Yeah. 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 Which is why like it, you know, it, it's something that we hear all the time, but you are, uh, of the people that you hang out with. So mm-hmm. it's like, maybe for the people that you are around, you can, you're a certain type of way, but when you're with us, you're a different way. And there's nothing like right or wrong about them. It's not that they're bad people or that they're bad friends. It's just you like learn 
what they are expanders for you for. Like, you know how, Missy, you always say like, um, <clears throat> people can be an expander for you. So mm -hmm. we're an expander for you to be natural, to be who you are, to not care. We're non-judgmental. But maybe mm -hmm. they're an expander for you in a different way. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Which, yeah. Fun, yeah. Like, and that's what I say sometimes too. Like when I talk to just about certain things, I'm like, you know, you have to just put some, you have to understand where certain people fit in certain parts of your life. And yeah. And the one thing that I realize is the more that I grow is that some people are still going to speak to me as if I am the older version of myself, somebody that they're more comfortable speaking to. And even that's gonna feel really uncomfortable to me because I'm gonna be like, wait, you think I'm down? Hold on a second. You know what I mean? Right. So like, and then those people will start to read themselves out too in different or ways and you or, just or, or not. And at, then you, you just know? kind of, yeah. Give them some grace and meet and, them where they're at. Yeah. <laughs> The Some conversations want to be introduced to the new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The conversations look different as you change. Um, I've noticed this in my clientele over the past year. Like, I have gotten such a different clientele now. Yes than I had two years ago. I still have some of the same people, but we just have different conversations from all the healing that I've done, from being able to hold space with them, from not talking so much shit. Like I yeah. used to pride myself that I talk shit for a living. Like I'm yeah. like, yeah, tell me the juicy details. I want to talk shit with you. Like, let's go. But now I'm like, I don't, I don't do that. I don't associate with that. So my conversations with my clients, it's all about like what they're bringing into the new year, the energy that they bring, what their goals are, like talking about healing, talking about like the stories that we're telling ourselves. All the things that I like talking about are reflecting on my clients where they're like, dang, I can see the change in you and it's changing them. It's inspiring them. I have clients who take notes during my hair appointment, <laughs> like their hair appointment, like no lie. They have like a separate like notepad for me <laughs> when they're getting their hair done. And they're like, yeah, I, I look forward to our conversations because this, like, you're the only person I can talk to about these things. Yeah. So you will attract different people. Um, and you, and the, it doesn't have to be bad. The clients that were with me two years ago where I liked talking shit, it's just, it's not that we had a falling out. It's not that like they're gone forever. It's just, I don't align with them or they don't align with me. Um, mm -hmm. So you will lose people along the way and it doesn't have to be in a bad way. It doesn't have to be in like an argument or in this kind of stuff. It can be a little awkward at first where it's just like, oh, I don't really have anything to say or like, oh, that's something that the old Shelby would say and you just kind of like brush it off or like you change the subject or whatever. Um, or you just know that you can only talk about certain things with certain people. I feel like that's what it is. Like, so these friends are my, like, you know, the husbands hang out together. They're my mom friends. They're, but I will tell you what, we, it was a 20, 48 hour trip and we, I have never laughed so hard for 48 hours. I don't think we had one serious conversation. And I even told my friend on the way back, I'm like, it has been so long since I haven't had a deep conversation girl's <laughs> trip and just, I mean, laugh till I cry. Like my sides and cheeks hurt and I needed it. Yeah. You know, so it's, tr it's so, so true. Like you have like your different people for different things, you know, and can I talk about this stuff a little bit? They don't get it though. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just a, a whole different, it's a whole different situation, but sometimes when the conversations do come up, I inspire them mm -hmm. in one way or another. So it's, it's all, 
it's all full circle. But yeah, you definitely lose people. Well, you start kind of outgrowing them or they start feeling uncomfortable. Like Ash said, you know, when you start quote unquote changing, but I mean, I want to change not in a bad way. Like I like myself, but like, I want to grow, you know, not everyone wants to grow. And that's okay. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. I have one of my friends at work. I was telling her about something like with one of the, because Jess had jumped from one retreat to another. And she was like, well, what's this one about? And I was like trying to explain it. And she was like, I don't get it. And I was like, I wish I didn't get it. (laughs) The way way that you feel seems so relaxing to me. I fucking wish, sis. Literally one of the conversations I had was, you know what? Sometimes I just don't want to grow anymore. Yeah. 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 Exhausting. Yeah, it's not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. Okay. No. It's a lot of a lot of tears, a lot of hard, hard lessons. But do you feel like so I know for me, like I feel like growing's very difficult, but when it's good, it's so good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know? yeah. But if I'm not in that growing phase and I'm just kind of blah, like I feel fine, but there's no highs or lows. I'm just yeah. coasting. Yeah. yeah. But you imagine know, not saying that all the time. No, I'm fine. Yeah. But I mean, I, I remember living like that for so long. Yeah. Same. You know, like I just remember just, well, now I'm comfortable. Like, why would I change this? But there wasn't the highs, you know, and the, I feel like the lows make the highs so much worth it because it's like, I mean, imagine like climbing up a hill versus climbing up a mountain. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, the hill's cool. It was fun, whatever. But like, God, you climb a mountain, you're like, holy shit, look what I did. And that's the whole thing is, is what, what you guys do and what everybody, what everybody's into here. It's like, it's not when you hit those lows, like it's an emotional low. It's, it's nobody's gonna die. Like nothing, you know, like you hit that low because you open something up in yourself and you're thinking about it and you're dealing with it and you're hoping to like move forward and be better from it. So like when you picture those lows as being like, all right, it's like this emotional thing that I'm going to work through it's 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 never really that bad it's never really that bad and sometimes you don't reap the benefits of it until like way later Mm. like our relationship stuff like sometimes we'll go through something really really hard and have a really really hard difficult conversation with each other that feels like a major fucking low and then six months later something will come up and all of a sudden it's totally different and the way that we feel after a conversation is totally different because we hit that low together. We like worked through it. Nobody died. And we are, we're able to figure out, well, like, how are we going to handle this next time? Yeah. But the other thing that I realized too, is the thing that of living this type of life that I remember from living the way that I was before is I always felt like, I felt like life was happening to me, you know? And that like, uh, I would wonder why things were going so wrong or why I couldn't get something that I wanted or why everything was happening to, to me, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I felt just like out unlucky, out of control, not like, uh, not, I was one of the people that like that stuff didn't happen to. You didn't feel like you know a creator. I mean? mm-hmm. And like, so ever since I started doing the work, I feel much more in control of my own destiny where as it is all me and I can change the way that things happen to me now and I don't have to live the way that I 
used to live and and I'm I have I have can manifest things like what we're talking about today you know so it's a huge difference I feel like and it's way way worth it also when you have like you know when you go through things and you're going through the work you also have the past experiences to compare it to. So like Ash was saying, like when you hit that low, low and then something else happens and it's not as bad, it's because you've had bigger problems. Mm -hmm. This isn't that big of a problem. Like I, I forgot what my sister said the other day, but I was like, if that's your biggest problem, you need bigger problems. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's not that big of a problem right now. Like it's not the worst thing that ever happened. Let's just figure it out. I've been through worse. Um, so I, like you guys said, I can't imagine how I was before where I didn't really have problems that came up or I thought life was just happening to like to me and not for me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm grateful for like all the bad experiences I've had because now when I face a bad experience, I'm like, I've been through this or I've been through worse. I can yeah. get through this. This isn't that big of a deal. Like my stylist leaving, that's the biggest, that's the biggest problem I've had in the salon, but it's not that bad because they're both leaving on great terms. They're giving me the, you know, the month's notice. I have two people who want to come in. It's like, I've kind of like built myself to be able to handle this in the way that I can. And if I hadn't gone through being the stylist that leaves, that has had like the bad relationships with the previous owners who have like basically shunned me when I leave, I wouldn't be the owner that I am today. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be as strong. I wouldn't be as confident. Like, all right, I could leave this place and build a new clientele in three months. Like I know I can do it because I did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was my biggest You have the evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Your proof of concept. Yeah. Yeah. So when it does come down to like manifestation and going through problems, because like with anything, like you want more, there's going to be more and there's going to be more of good and bad. It's just a matter of how you handle it. Um, You want to have a new, you know, a new goal. It's not just going to be like freaking butterflies all the time. You want to open a business. It's not going to be easy all the time. The, The best leaders are the ones who can keep their shit together while under pressure. So you have to go through that adversity in order to become a better leader, to become a better stylist. Think of all the times that you've messed up on someone's hair. Mm -hmm. That has taught you for the future what to do. Like, Mm -hmm. I know what to do if the toner doesn't come out right. Yeah, I know how to handle it. I know how to communicate because I did it for so many like years. I mean, I've been doing it for so many years that, hey, your toner didn't take. I'm just going to put another one on. Like, not a big deal. Yeah. But the first time it happens, you're like, holy fucking shit, what the hell happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I hate yeah. this job. <laughs> yeah. I suck at this. <laughs> well, I feel like too, like everyone like wants something right away. Like, like we we're talking about, you know, the instant mm-hmm. gratification or whatever. But I mean, people who win the lottery are like a perfect example. Do you know, like there's like 80 to 90% go bankrupt? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because they get a big amount of money and they don't know what the hell to do with it. They don't identify as rich or millionaires or whatever, and they just blow it, you know? And it's like, I think that all the quote unquote failures, mistakes, whatever, like you learn, even with coaching, like every launch, something goes wrong. Something little goes wrong every time. Like today, the emails weren't getting sent out. I would have freaked out if it was my first one, you know, but now I'm like, oh, it's cool. I know how I can fix this. Like, cause I learned from my last one and my last one and my last one. And it's like, I, now I just appreciate it and I write it down and I go, okay, let me not forget this next time or not forget that next time, you know? Uh So it's just, I don't know. I'm thankful for all the hard shit. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, also one of the things that Lindsay, um, Lindsay from Independent Beauty Pros, she was telling me that her and her boyfriend, Brett, started writing down all the good things that are happening, like all the manifestations coming to life. And she's like, you know, we're just recognizing that, you know, they came in late when they came to Miami um, at the beginning of the year and the hotel that they were at was super sketch. So they're here New Year's Eve trying to find a hotel at 11 o'clock at night. That isn't a million dollars. And she was just like, you know what? I know things are going to go good. I found one hotel that was within our budget, but it said it accepted dogs, but not over 35 pounds. She has a Husky, which is over 35 pounds. At like six um, months old. Yeah, six months old. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she just went into the hotel believing that things were going to turn out right. And they ended up finding a room for her. It, they ended up like giving her dog treats, super dog friendly, very nice area. She could walk to the beach and she spent New Year's on the beach in Fort Lauderdale in this beautiful hotel. Um, but she's like, you know, we started writing down the things and now I'm realizing how many good things are happening to me. And I was like, you know what? I want to do that. Like, I want to start writing down all the good things that happen because how often do does something good happen? And you like, sit there and really reminisce on it like yeah. for me it's like all right cool that happened next but the yeah. bad things will be like man i stubbed my toe this morning and that shit <laughs> it ruined yeah. my whole well, day like, like problem solving mode like all day long like yeah. so all day we're just looking for something else to fix or something to make yeah. up for or something else the next thing to do and you don't take enough time to think about yourself to think like man, look at everything that's going right today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. Somebody told me to every time someone, especially when it comes to coaching, cause it can, it's hard. Like it's hard to feel like you're doing a good job, you know, um, when you're not like getting validated, especially as a hairstylist, we're so used to like validation, like immediately. Yeah. Um, so somebody told me every time someone sends you a good message or, posts about you or whatever, screenshot it and put it in an album. And then every time you feel like down or it's not working, just look at that. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, it is so helpful because it's just like a reminder of like that you're on the right path. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, finding the truth in the situation because our minds just are going to tell us that we're not good enough. You know, mm -hmm. we're not doing, you know, we're not doing enough. Something's about the shoes about to drop or whatever that stupid saying is, you know, that, like it has to be hard. Um, but we just have to find proof that it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. for sure. So write down the good things, screenshot them, whatever it is. Take more notice to the good things. Don't ignore the bad things because the bad things definitely um, teach you the lessons that you need when you are receiving the good things. Um, so you can stay confident, stay on track. Know that you are what you think you are. This was an amazing conversation, ladies. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Well, thank you, everyone. And as always, if you liked what you heard, please share the podcast. And I'm going to tag everyone down below. Follow us on Instagram. You are what you think you are. Aspire to inspire. And we'll catch you next time. Once again, thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. If you like what you hear, screenshot this episode, post it on the gram, tag me at Misty Jane or tag the podcast at Backroom Beauty Talks, and I will talk with you on the next one.